Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Father, we thank you uh, once again for tonight. I pray that you would just bless uh, my beautiful wife. Lord, anoint her to share what is on your heart. I thank you for the dream you gave her. And I thank you that, that uh, though that that's powerful, we look to your word, the scriptures, which is the most prophetic thing. And so I pray that you'd use them both to really speak to our hearts what is on your heart for this very moment in time. And I pray that it would produce much uh, encouragement. It would challenge us where we need to be challenged. It would comfort us where we need to be comforted and exhort us where we need to be exhorted. Uh, Bless this time of the sharing of your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right. So I'm going to be sharing tonight on God's abundant generosity and our response. And Derek really talked up this dream I had. It wasn't like super profound, but, but I'm gonna, I'll share it with you guys. Um, so when he asked me to preach on this Friday, uh, I just had a swirl of different thoughts and things that I wanted to share about, and I'm like, I don't really know what to share about. And so I just said, Lord, just speak to me, like make it clear what you want me to share tonight. And so I went to bed and I had a dream, and in the dream, I was standing in front of a, a bunch of people and I was getting ready to speak on God's generosity. And in particular, uh, Romans 8, 32. So I woke up and I felt like, okay, God, you're faithful to answer my prayer. I am more of like a phlegmatic personality, which sometimes I can have a hard time like deciding things, making decisions. So I really appreciate that the Lord um, helped just direct me on what to share. And I believe, you know, that this message um, is for you guys. You know, it's for you guys in the room, those that are watching through Facebook and listening to the recording. And just I encourage you guys, let's just ask the Lord to speak something to our hearts tonight. What is that one truth that God wants you to take away from this message? What's one thing that he wants to apply in your life or use to impart to other people so that they can grow? So, you know, I could be the most boring preacher in the world or have the most boring message, but really, it's not really about the preacher or the message. I mean, yeah, a little bit, I guess, but it's really about the Lord speaking to your heart and making applicable what he wants to do inside you. So just posture yourself before the Lord and say, God, just I wanna, I wanna grow in my relationship with you tonight. I wanna just learn something about your character tonight. And he's gonna do that, I believe, for you guys. So, um, you know, this is like the first service after the new year, and I'm all about New Year's resolutions and making goals. I think that's awesome. Even my kids made some goals this year, like Caleb was, he said, I want to eat more beef jerky. <laughs> and uh, he wants to get better at this car game that he got. Cool. I know. 
<laughs> and then Noah also he wrote I want to eat more beef also I don't know why they're I think last year it was I want I want to eat more chicken now this year it's about eating more beef so uh, and then Noah also wants to exercise and get stronger and so I love resolutions and I just want to encourage us tonight like let's go into 2021 with a rev- resolution just let's go for God you know obviously things are happening all around us that is shaking the whole earth and I'm going to tell you that there's one kingdom that is, cannot be shaken. It's the kingdom of heaven. God cannot be shaken. He is, not, he is not just looking down in disbelief. He knows what's happening. He is in control. And so let's put our hope and our trust in Jesus. He is our rock. He is our foundation. He's the one that we can look to in times of trouble. And so let's make a resolution this year to grow in our understanding of who God is, and in particular tonight, as I'm gonna be sharing, God's abundant generosity. And part of that is understanding the gospel because that is essential in understanding God's generosity towards us. So I also am gonna share another dream with you guys too. Um, this, I had this dream like several years ago, and I was in a prayer meeting, and I was in front of a large group of people, And I got up on the mic and I just remember praying with just boldness and confidence, Romans 8.32. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. You feel free to, if you have a Bible, you can look that up because we're going to camp there for a little bit. But I was praying Romans 8.32 and as I prayed, I began to have a deeper understanding and revelation of what God has freely given us and that he has truly freely given us all things. And I began just to pray, just with such faith in my heart, understanding how God has, didn't just even, he didn't withhold his own son, Jesus, and how much more will he freely give us all things? Like I began to pray with this understanding um, in my dream, and I prayed just for God to bless us financially, pour out his provision, open up the heavens and pour out his presence. I just remember in that dream, just feeling God's answered that prayer um, in just such a way where his presence came in that prayer meeting. And when I woke up, I, I, just, I just felt like this was just so from the Lord because I've never really meditated on Romans 8.32 before. It wasn't really a significant part of my life. But since that dream, the Lord has really used this verse in my life to really encourage me and really help me to understand just God's heart of generosity towards us. So if you guys have your Bibles, you guys can open up to Romans 8.32. I'm gonna read it in the New King James Version. It says, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all. How shall he, not with him, also freely give us all things? The Passion uh, Translation says it like this. It says, for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Isn't that good? Such, I just love that, uh, the way that they worded that there. But God gave us his greatest treasure, his own son. And since he freely offered him up as a sacrifice, he won't withhold anything else from us. He is over the top, abundant in his generosity. So I'm going to look tonight at two topics. Number one, we're going to look at God's abundant generosity. And number two, our response to that generosity. So, John 3.16, you guys all know 
John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave of his one and only son that whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, God so loved the world that what did he do? That he gave. And I just love that because out of God's heart of pure love, he decided to do something. He decided to give, giving of his one and only son. And that should motivate our hearts that out of our love for Jesus, that we would wanna give back to him. We would wanna give to others. And so really having love in our hearts and understanding that love will motivate us to want to give and be abundant in our generosity as well. And so, you know, we truly don't deserve any of God's goodness. And the gospel just clearly je- demonstrates the generosity of God and how much he so loves us. And, you know, I think of um, becoming a parent. When I first had my oldest son, he's 11 now, Caleb, I remember holding him in my arms and just thinking, God, I love this little boy so much but you love me more than this. Like, how is that even possible? And then I had Noah, and then I had Joshua, and Glory, and Zeke. And so, you know, with each of my kids, I'm like, wow. Like, I'm just continuing to be, like, undone. Like, God, you love me way more than these kids. But I love these kids. It's just incredible. I remember when I was a kid, my mom would tell me, Mandy, you are my heart walking outside of my body. And I remember thinking, that's really nice and cute, mom. But when I had began to have kids, I remember thinking like, this is, this is true. Like when you have a child, it's like they're your heart. They're a part of who you are. And so here God is, he gave of his only son. He gave of his part of himself to us. And um, I read this quote the other day. Martin Luther says, we need to hear the gospel every day because we forget it every day. And I love that because I feel like sometimes we can get tired of the gospel, but yet we need to fall in love with it where we wanna hear it every day, where we wanna preach it to ourselves. And you know, I, I like to go to the hospitals. Um, I'm a volunteer and I share the gospel with patients right now because of COVID. I haven't been able to for a while, but whenever I go to the hospital and I preach the gospel, I know that the people I'm, I'm talking to are encouraged, but I feel like even more like I'm encouraged, like I need to hear this truth again. I need to hear what Jesus Christ has done for me. And you know, if any of you guys out there don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to start that relationship, feel free to come talk to me or my husband later on and we would love just to share with you more and, uh, and just where you can start your life with Christ because it's worth it. He is so good. All right, we're going to turn to 2 Peter 1.3. And I'm just going to share just some verses with you guys about God's generosity. So it says, His power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. I love that. So He has given us everything we need for a godly life. Everything we need. Jesus has provided. Ephesians chapter one, I'm gonna read some, a few verses here, verse, starting in verse seven. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he has made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. And then 
uh, let's see, jump over to chapter four, or chapter two, verse four. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which, with the, which he has loved us, even when we are dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up to us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. I just love those verses. They're all, this, the first couple chapters of Ephesians talk about the riches of God's mercy, of his kindness, of his forgiveness in our lives. And I just want to continue to feed my heart with these truths because um, God is so good. I remember uh, I, take, I take care of a, a patient. Her, um, she lives in an independent le- uh, living facility. She's about 90-something. I've shared this before. Um, but she's told me her testimony several times. And uh, it's just always mar- it just marked my heart. So her testimony is that when she was a kid, she would go to church. And when she became like, was like 16 or 18 years old, she said that she went to church and she just saw that cross that Jesus died on and something clicked in her mind. And she said, I couldn't run up to the front of that church fast enough and give my life to Christ. She said just something just changed inside of her where she had a deep understanding of what God did for her. And she says, every time I think about that cross, I can't help but just cry. And I just love, I love her heart because there was something that she has like a true gratefulness for the cross and what Jesus had done. And so I'm like, oh God, I want that. I want that gratefulness and that understanding of all that you have given me. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 61. Tell you what, I love preaching the word. So if I'm going to be preaching, I'm going to be sharing lots of Bible verses. Hope you guys don't mind. (laughs) All right, Isaiah 61, starting at verse 3. This is uh, talking about the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Instead of your shame, this verse 7, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. And I love these verses because it basically shows us that there's this divine transaction that happens. And it's this, this, that Jesus Christ has taken our ashes and he gives us his beauty. He's taken our mourning and he gives us our, his joy. He's taken our heaviness and he gives us, um, you know, his, his uh, spirit of, or his garment of praise. And so he decided to take our sin, our sickness, you know, our ugliness upon that cross. And he's given us so much beauty and confidence and forgiving, forgiving love. And we just, we don't deserve it. You know, time and time again, I'm just like, wow, Lord, you are such an extravagant giver. And he fully trades with us, even though our payout was way better. Revelation 21, verses six and seven. It says, he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. 
I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. The water of life is, that this verse is talking about is eternal salvation. And this verse has such a powerful promise that we, when we overcome, we will inherit all things. Like this is just another great promise from Jesus of what we will receive when we overcome of from his glorious inheritance. And it is the fact that we will inherit all things. Like, what does that even look like? I will be his God. Like, okay, that's awesome. And he shall be my son. So we have, we are a part of his family. And when he died for us, he brought, grafted us in and we can be his sons and daughters for eternity. Let us never grow tired of, of just the gospel and understanding of what he has done for us. All right, so next topic is our response to God's generosity. You guys can look at Romans 12, verse 1. I'm going to read this one in the Passion. Beloved friends, what should, we pro- what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God and to his sacred living sacrifices, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. So this is, you know, they're asking a question, like, beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous mercies be? Like, if we really know what God's given us and his marvelous mercies, it says, surrender yourselves to God to be his living, sacred sacrifices. Uh, the NIV says, in view of God's mercies, when we understand it, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. So to give ourselves to Jesus, to surrender our desires to him and just surrender our lives to him and just say, God, I'm yours. Like, you've given me all this. Like, here, here's my life in return. Okay, Matthew 10. All right, Matthew 10, verses five and eight. Okay, I love this, this passage. Okay, these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. So Jesus here is commanding his disciples out of the overflow of all that God has given you, this is what you should do. Go and preach, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And so our, our proper response to the Lord should be a response of, God, you've given me so much. You've saved me. You've healed me. You've set me free. Like, I want to go and give that to other people. So our response should be, let's go and share the gospel with people. Let's pray for those who are sick. And, and let's, let's uh, you know, ask God to help heal people and cast out demons if it's necessary or however that looks like. Help be a, a listening um, ear to those who have problems. Like, let's be 
like Jesus to people and understands that, you know, freely we have received, let's freely give back to others and to the Lord. I was, uh, when I, a few months ago, this was probably six months ago, I was in the car just meditating on that verse, freely you have received, freely give. And I'm like, God, you've given me so much, like what's one little thing I can do? I feel like I don't, I don't really know. You know, what's one little thing that I can give or help or contribute um, because of, of all that you've given me? And the Lord just put this little idea in my, my brain of these things called the blessing bag. And so I, I make these like little paper bags and I fill them with a New Testament Bible, gospel tracts, snacks, water, um, you know, if you're a kid, like toys or adult, like another uh, like essentials. And so if I see someone in need or homeless, like I'll pass these blessing bags out. And so I'm like, I know this is so little and this is what I can do, but I'm like, God, you've really given me so much. Like this is just a little something that I can give. And so just ask the Lord, like what is something that you know you can give or, or do or contribute just out of the overflow of like what God's given you? Like, you know, it's probably, it probably won't look like that. Just that, that was just something that the Lord just kind of put in my heart. And uh, it's been fun just being able to give those out. Okay, so I'm gonna share just a few examples from the Bible of those who have lived just generous lives and who are willing to sacrifice their lives and their reputation, their possessions for the Lord. So when I think of that, I think of, you know, I don't necessarily just think of in terms of money, even though I definitely think giving back is, can be financial, but there's so many different ways to be a generous person. And so I think of like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Here these guys were, they were willing to sacrifice or give of their reputation or even give of their own lives for the sake of Jesus. Uh, I look at King David. He also, he was willing to sacrifice his life to fight Goliath, to face, you know, face this, this huge guy because he knew that Jesus was on his side. God, the God of the angel armies was with him. And so he had boldness to fight. And he was, he really did sacrifice. He put his life on the line. You know, Noah, he sacrificed his reputation to build this giant ark even before it even started raining. And I'm sure there was lots of scoffers out there just like, what are you doing, Noah? But he chose to, to sacrifice that, um, that reputation of his and just to be obedient, and God honored that, even when it didn't make sense to people around him. Hebrews 11, I'm gonna flip there real quick. Fall asleep. Call me out. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He looked to the reward. Mm. So Moses, he chose to leave the passing pleasures of sin. He had a great life growing up. The, he was um, the daughter or the son of the Pharaoh's daughter, 
And so he lived in this palace. I'm sure he had access to great wealth and food and comfort and all this stuff. But then God called him to be to be a part of the people of God, of the Israelites. And so he chose to leave the passing pleasures of sin. And he esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. And he said, you know what? Forget the treasures of Egypt. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to go be associated with the Israelites. And, uh, and obviously, you know the story. He was the one that God used to um, see the 10 plagues come to pass. And people probably just didn't really like him. And so he was willing to not be liked. And uh, you know, he, he really sacrificed a lot. And, um, you know, and I love this part. It says that he, uh, he looks to his reward. And let me see here. And it says, um, I don't know what translation it was, but it said that he was able to look basically towards his reward to Jesus, and he was able to persevere because he saw the one who was invisible. He saw Jesus. And so when you are struggling or when you're like, oh, I don't know if I should really leave this lifestyle, I encourage you, let's fix our eyes on Jesus and let's focus on him. He was, Moses was able to um, look to the reward. He was able to look to Jesus and fix his eyes on him and really understand that the, tre- that the treasures of Egypt did not compare to the treasures in heaven. And so if you're struggling, like really fix your eyes on, okay, what is available in Christ? Like the treasures of heaven, like when you stand before him, I mean, that's just amazing. And like, not just, you know, not just the treasures, but the treasure himself, Jesus Christ, like all of this, like, it's just, let's focus on that and go hard after the Lord and be like Moses, who was able to persevere because he had an understanding of his reward. Okay, so Luke 10 also, this is a story you guys probably are familiar of Mary of Bethany and uh, I'm not going to read read it, um, but you guys can turn there if you want to to reference it. But this is also when I think of someone who gave to the Lord or gave it all. I think of Mary Bethany, a couple of uh, passages we'll look at in her life. But here, Martha is serving, and she says, um, hey, Jesus, tell Mary to help me, because Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, hearing the word of God, and um, isn't really contributing to dinner preparation that um, you know Martha was doing, and so um, Jesus says in verse forty-one, when Martha said, "Hey, tell tell Martha, tell Mary, my sister, to get up and to help me, because all she's doing is sitting at your feet, hearing your word." Jesus says, "Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her." And so you might not think of this when you think of someone that gives, but being a giver is giver a giver of your time, of your energy to sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary was wanted to just sit there and be with Jesus and just hear what he was saying and listen to his word. And God saw that as valuable, and he esteemed her. He, he said, you know what, Mary, Martha? This, what Mary has done, this is the one thing that is needed. Mary has chosen the good part. And I love this, the last part, Jesus says, this which will not be taken 
from her. I was just thinking about that, that little phrase this week and how many times, you know, when I'm in my, my uh, room or wherever I'm seeking the Lord at, just trying to spend time with them, reading the Bible or prayer, there's these little voices that come into my head. Like, is this really working? Is this, does this even matter? There's so much stuff in your house that you need to do. You need to clean the bathrooms, you fold laundry, take care of your kids, and all this stuff come, come swarming into my head. But you know, we can claim part of this verse that this one thing will not be taken from me in Jesus' name. This is what Jesus said to uh, Martha. He said, this one thing, it will not be taken from her. And so I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like, let's not let Satan take this one thing from us, from our lives. Let's claim it. When those voices come in, say that this is worthless. You need to get out of God's presence and go do something real with your life and be productive. No, this one thing is needed and it will not be taken. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Let's claim that. So, um, also, John 12, verses 1 to 8. Okay, this is uh, the passage on the anointing at Bethany. And there's a several um, of this, pa these, the same passage in the New Testament. This one particularly says Mary, and I've read commentaries, and they believe it's the Mary of Bethany, so the same one that was sitting at his feet, also that did this act. And I'll go ahead and uh, read some of it here. So starting at verse two, there they made him supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of sparknoid, sparknard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with me always, but me you do not have always. So here Mary Bethany is. She goes and she pours out this Okay, so let me back up. So I just, I feel like Mary was probably the one person that really understood what was probably about to happen, the impending, the impending death of Jesus. So she probably like was like, wow, okay, Jesus kind of been talking about this and he's about to die on the cross for me, like my sins, like what is the most radical thing I can do? So she's like looking around a room and oh, this is like really precious, expensive oil. Maybe I can just dump this all over Jesus and as an act of extravagant love. And so that's what she does. She just, she takes this oil, um, and I, I don't know, it's, I know it's really expensive. I've heard it was something like, to, it was equivalent to something like the, a year's wage, maybe around three, $30,000 um, $30, or maybe a month's wage. Maybe I got that wrong. I think it's 3000 Do you guys know? Anyone? There's Bible scholars out there? Is it 3000 or $30,000? Oh yeah, look it up and let me know. I had it written down somewhere. But a lot of money, regardless, she takes this oil and, uh, and pours it on the feet of Jesus and wipes her feet with her hair. So out of this 
this gratefulness in her heart for what Jesus is about to do. And this it says that Jesus said that she kept this from the day of my burial. So she was anointing him right before he was about to die. So out of this gratefulness, she pours this out on Jesus's feet. And this is the second time that Jesus defends Mary's extravagance. Yeah, go, go ahead. Oh yeah, annual. Okay, that was an annual wage. So I think it was then around thirty thousand. Okay, not not familiar with that. No, yeah, that's good. It's good. So just just take away a lot of money was invested in this oil. So, um. You know, this is the second time that Jesus stuck up for Mary, and she, he said, um, he said, hey, let her alone, like, because Judas Iscariot was like, hey, this could have been given to the poor, but Jesus said, hey, let her, let her alone, like, this, um, the poor you have with me always, but uh, what, what she has done is precious to, to in my sight, and other passages in the New Testament, it talks about where Jesus says also in her defense, where the gospel is preached, what this woman has done for me will also be shared. Like, watch, I love that. So Jesus esteemed this extravagant generosity that Mary poured out up with the gospel in, in such a way where he said, you know, where the gospel is preached, what she has done will also be preached. You know why I was, I was thinking about this? It's because they're, they both preach extravagance. The gospel of Jesus Christ is God's extravagant love for us by sending Jesus to die. And what Mary did was hit her extravagant love for him out of the revelation of what he was about to do and all that he has forgiven her of. And so it's, it's, it's both of those preach uh, God's true extravagant heart of uh, generosity. So let's be people who are willing to take risks and sacrifice and give to the Lord, even when you know people around you will say, hey, that's really extreme. Why are you praying so much? Why are you fasting? Why do you go church services so much? Like, that's just a waste of your time. I know I've heard a lot of these things in my life, but keep going. It's gonna be worth it. It's Jesus is worth it. We only have one life to live. We might as well be sold out for him. Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm gonna give you guys just a few practical um, things before I close on what does it mean to freely give? Like how can we work this into our own lives? So, because a lot of times when we think of giving, we just we think of uh, financial, but there's so much more we can give. So, um, number one, like I've said in Luke 40, 10, 42, let's first and foremost give Jesus our time and let's cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and reading the word. That, that is a lifestyle of giving, is just being with Jesus. Number two, let's give of our money, our resources, our talents. Look for opportunities to give to people who are in need, those around you. Uh, number three, let's give of our time and energy in the area of just praying for the church, in the area of serving, just listening, being a good friend. You never know what what uh, just simply calling a friend or just listening to someone, you don't know the power of that, or smiling or saying hi to someone, that it could really, sh it could really change someone's life and befriending someone. 
and even praying for people. Like I know when people tell me, Hey Mandy, I've been praying for you. I'm like, you've been praying for me. Like, thank you. Like that's just, it really means a lot to me to know that someone invested time and energy just to pray for me. And so like, I just think of that as such a, an honor and such a great privilege that we can give to others in that place of, of just praying for them. Uh, okay, so number four, give of wisdom God has given you. Look for ways you can impart to other people in your life. I mean, you've, you guys have, God has given each of you guys a little bit of wisdom. He's given me a little bit of wisdom. Like, what's that, what's that little bit of wisdom that you have that God's given you that you can help other people with and impart that to others? Look for people to disciple and pour into um, those that are hungry for the word. And let's be those that pour out the just a little bit of nuggets of truth that God gives us. Plus, when you do that, God gives you more. I know, like when I share, sometimes I feel like God just shared, you know, does more work in my own heart, even. So, sharing helps solidify it into your own heart in a greater way. Number uh, number five, let's give of the fruit of the spirit to others. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, like these are all so important. And not only when you give, it benefits those people, but it also nourishes you too. Like just like fruit, it nourishes you and them who's receiving it. So like what's some, who's someone that you can help give joy to or love on or show patience to? I know I need to, I need to work on all the, those things in my own life and I need to give of those, that fruit to others as well. And six, let's give of life-giving words. Uh, I love Proverbs 18:21. death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have the ability to speak death and we have the ability to speak life. Which one will we choose? I know when I'm in the flesh, when I'm tired, when someone's hurting me with words, I want to hurt them back. I've heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. So if you're hurt, guess what? You're going to want to hurt let's break that cycle and let's choose instead of hurting that person that's hurting you let's choose to speak life-giving words and and that can bring forth healing and the last one um i mean there's tons of different ones too guys of ways that we can we can give but the last one that i have written down here is let's give forgiveness and this one has been especially just moving my heart because sometimes you know, if some if someone's hurt me multiple times, sometimes I can um, put up walls, or sometimes it can be hard to forgive right away. But let's choose to understand what God's done for us, so that we can forgive. And uh, you know, the key to forgiveness is really simply understanding all that God has done for you. So if you have if you struggle with offense, bitterness, unforgiveness, just say, God, I want to. No, what have you forgiven me of? And then it's just, it's easier just to give back and say, okay, you've given me, forgive me of all this stuff. Okay, then I can forgive this person of this, you know? So it's just way, it's way easier. It's still gonna be hard for, it's something that we just have to walk through. Forgiveness is, um, sometimes it's, it's just something that we have to keep doing on a daily basis and choosing day after day to forgive. And uh, let's look within and show, just ask God, like, show me where I have any ounce of unforgiveness or bitterness or offense. And just um, ask the Lord to give you just a greater understanding of what he's forgiven you of so that we can freely forgive that or freely release forgiveness. Okay, you guys. So just in closing, I'm going to close 
which is an encouragement, and then we'll, I'll pray. But I guess, you know, just in closing, let's let this year, 2021, like let's ask for just a deeper understanding of what God's given us and ask him for more gratefulness, ask him for, uh, you know, ways that we can give back to people, ways that we can impart to the lives around us. You know, freely we have received, let's freely give. So that is my message, and I'm gonna pray. You can, you don't need to end it yet. I'm gonna pray first. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine, that's fine, babe. That's fine, it's ended. You're good. Caleb just ended, I was, I was gonna pray. I, was, I said, you don't have to end it yet, but. <gasps> the best prayer. Fire of God's gonna come. The world won't know. <laughs> All right, Jesus, we just come before you, God, and we just thank you for the word. We thank you for your great, extravagant heart of generosity towards us. You've given us so much. We don't deserve one ounce of your forgiveness and of your love, and we just ask that tonight that you would mark our hearts in a greater way with um, all that you've given us, Jesus, and that we would be able to give to, back to others. And we just pray for your, um, your richest blessing over us tonight and just that we would just uh, continue to grow in greater love for you and greater understanding for you. God bless all those that have listened tonight. Uh, just speak to their hearts, encounter them even tonight in dreams and visions, and speak to them through your word, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your love. Amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.